Hello and welcome to Whiskey and Lemon. I am your guest host for today, Alana. I was going to say Alana Banana. <laughs> it's Alana Pratt. I'm an intimacy expert for the past 20 years and the host of the podcast, Intimate Conversations. And while Lana is out ill, I wanted to step in and talk to you all about the only one in common with your relationships is you. Let's begin. Hello, delicious people. Today, we're going to be talking, as I said, about the only one in common with your relationships is you. So first, a little bit about the only one in common with my relationships, me. I've been an intimacy expert for over 20 years. I'm an Ivy League grad. I'm the author of six books, the host of the edgy podcast, Intimate Conversations. And I'm so blessed to have over 5 million views on my YouTube channel. And perhaps the most meaningful that means the most to my heart is I've been honored to help thousands of people heal their heart, live unapologetically and create their ideal life and attract their ideal match and literally feel free. My real growth to become an intimacy expert has been my own relationship journey. I've been divorced twice and I was going through a 12-year custody battle where I'd lost my home and my savings and I was in a quarter of a million dollars of legal debt when one day my son pulled into the driveway with his dad, kind of barged in, packed up all his things and declared he was living with his dad full time and he left. And I, I remember it very clearly. I crumpled on the cold marble floor, but there were no more tears. You see, I'd lost everything and now I'd lost every one dear to me. Yet I realized the real one that I'd lost was me. I told, I remember telling my staff, okay, I need you to rent me a cabin in the middle of nowhere because I need to be able to have a nervous breakdown Fridays through Sundays, and then I'll work Mondays through Thursdays. And uh, that's what I did. It was a big A-frame cabin kind of north of Palm Springs, California. And I would just sit on the deck every single weekend. And it's where I learned to heal my heart. As I said, the only one in common with all these relationships was me. And I realized that to get appreciation, I had to appreciate myself first. I had to give myself appreciation first, that the one I'd been seeking all along was me. And until I could love myself, not the impressive parts at the beginning of my bio, but the, the parts, the wobbly parts, the insecure parts, all the parts, that until I could love all of myself, I could never receive all of the love I so deeply desired. And as I did that work, Soon my life shifted. My son and I regained contact. And within about two and a half years, I was completely debt-free. My business began to take off and my friendships deepened. And most uh, nourishing or, or meaningful to me was that I began to feel really like free, unapologetic, dorky, sexy, confident from the inside out. And let's just say I have had and have plenty of male attention. And I like myself. I'm not perfect in the slightest. I make mistakes all the time, but I live pretty much with my heart splayed wide open because I've learned how to have my own back in the face of anything. I've cultivated the most important relationship, which is my intimate relationship with myself. And that is the blessing I have with the clients that I have the honor of working with. 
Remember how Helen Keller said the best and most beautiful things in this world cannot be seen or even touched. They must be felt with the human heart. And that is why my life is so dedicated to supporting you to heal your heart from betrayal and do the inner work so that you can have trust in yourself, not lose yourself and have your own back, which makes you unstoppable, feels really sexy in your hips. And uh, you will become magnetic to not only your ideal partner, but ideal friends and clients and life circumstances, miracles, coincidences, synchronicities. I call it become the one to find the one, which is us, by the way, uh, ourself, right? Become the one to find the one, which keeps the one. And so all of that is an intimate relationship with yourself. First, become the one to yourself. Come home to yourself first, yes? Find the one. Who's it out there? Nobody. It's ourself. And then keep the one. Keep nourishing and do the practices. Not like you. it's a destination that you have to get to. No, it's an everyday practice of keeping that intimate relationship connected and alive and vulnerable and transparent and honest with yourself. And when you can do that with yourself, you then become the one to find the one Uh, Or if you have a partner, awaken the one, which will over time keep the one and you can thrive with the one. So as we get into this conversation today about the only one in common with your relationships is you, it's not meant to judge you. It's meant for you to take ownership and stop being a victim of your circumstances if you are like I was (laughs) um, and really go, wait a minute, if I'm the only one in common, I can change this. And when I change, everything on the outside changes So that basically is the most obvious and painful realization that my clients pretty much never want to hear. It's sort of another way of saying how you do anything is how you do everything. You're the only one in common with all these people who done you wrong. And so generally, when people are doing us wrong on the outside, cheating on us, ghosting us, ditching us, just a client today on my group coaching call, she's normally quite you know, together and she's super successful, gorgeous. And she's learning how to feel. She's been quite masculine and she desires to find somebody who can be more masculine than her, which is going to require she be more feminine. And so she had had a date. We were all excited for her. And apparently the weekend went well, but over the weekend, they were going to see each other um, actually tonight um, at the recording of this, of this podcast. Um, and he called and said, Hey, I, I met somebody over the weekend who get this, who I like more. So I don't want to date two people. I think we should not see each other again. And it made her feel replaceable. It made her feel like she, she didn't matter. It really triggered a place inside of her that hurt so bad that she would go into her mind. And she'd say really cruel things like, what's wrong with me? You know, what did I, why did I not see it coming? Why was I so stupid that I let him use me? She's very critical of herself, which creates more distance and separation with that intimate relationship. And then she leaves her heart and leaves her body and leaves her femininity and goes up into that controlling mind, right? And the pattern continues. The only one in common is her. So I supported her in in the call. And we integrated this pain and we identified, oh, this is what you do when you close your heart, you go into your mind and you're really mean to yourself. And so her homework was, I have various Alana Pratt method processes. I have 10 of them. And I told her to do the one that was around self-forgiveness, which is not a thought. Anybody can say the words, but the embodiment of it is what changes everything. So I gave her some very deep homework 
which ends the punchline has many stages to it, but the last stage is using the word forgiveness in the sentence. Thank you for giving me this experience. The word forgive is in there. Thank you for giving me this experience of dumping, dumping me so insensitively because now I've discovered, now I've learned, now I know, now I'm better prepared. Now I've forgiven all these different prompts and we'll see where she gets to next week. She does the work. I'm always impressed with her. And so anyone that's willing to be brave and humble and show up vulnerably is a super superhero to me. So let's all take a breath. <sighs> Next. Next with the only one in common with your relationships is you is to talk about blame. I think it's kind of fun to blame. <laughs> it's completely ineffective. Doesn't do any good. Certainly doesn't do any good to blame others or blame ourselves, but it's like, it's like a, a hit. It like disperses this energy rather than using that energy to sit in the fire, sit in the fire and take wise ownership. Blame is how we, it's like a tea kettle. When you pull, pull off the top of a tea kettle, you let all that steam out. And so blame is often a way we let that steam out, but then we feel worse after when we blame another or blame ourselves. We keep the patterns going. It's wiser to keep the lid on and to burn in that, sit in the fire, take ownership, look inward, not blame outward and go, who am I being? What am I doing that would attract this situation? Where is the growth in this, the gift in this? What is the lesson? What is this trying to teach me about what I've been avoiding, denying, blaming? Maybe I've been highly critical of myself as we spoke of before, or maybe I've just been avoiding myself, forsaking myself. One of my Alana Pratt method processes is called the, the little you process. And it's not your, it includes some of your basic, you know, inner child work. The first part, really finding that little one inside that we've abandoned and saying, God, I'm sorry. I really thought being busy and getting on social media and having a good attitude and saying 10 more affirmations and, and, you know, just trying to be happy would work. But that little you is already lonely, already hurting, already ashamed, already scared. And by avoiding them and not paying attention to them, it's as if you could imagine a little child stuck in a closet with no food or water or light or touch or care or tenderness, no one to listen to them, no one to have empathy and acknowledge, hey, you have every right to feel that way. And so that is the first part of the little you process. And it really begins to change things from blaming little you, you know, why are you all so insecure? And why do you never know what to say? And why do you keep pushing men or women away? It's not going to get you anywhere. So I encourage you to begin that little you process by reconnecting on the inside, take ownership and care about little you on the inside. I, I think therapy is wonderful for relief and coping mechanisms and some tools, but I've never experienced it creating lasting transformation. And I love my clients, but I don't want to just give them a fish. I want to teach them to fish. I want to empower them as sovereign beings with the tools to integrate, process, and heal their, their wounds by me first being that teacher, that, that partner for them until they become that partner with themselves. It's all about our intimate relationship with ourselves. 
But when we are highly traumatized or we're just getting getting used to learning how to feel again, it's really great to have a partner to begin the journey with. And it's really great to have a community where you're not alone and very successful, very together, very well-intending people are all experiencing the same challenges. And so no more blaming ourselves for being stupid or not getting it right or what's wrong with me. No more of that, please. Okay, let's let that go. Let's take another breath. And as we continue with the only one in common with your relationships is you, I want to talk about the difference between our conscious awareness and our unconscious wounds. Now, if you're listening to this, I mean, Lana is the bomb. You must be amazing. You must be on the personal growth path. You must do your work. You must listen to your podcast, go to workshops, et cetera, et cetera. But I'm sure you're aware that only five to 8% of what we're aware of, what we're consciously aware of is it's only, it's just this small little amount. And if we could have figured it out, we would have changed it. We're not stupid. We're not crazy. We're not lazy. Everything that we're aware of, we've done our best to change. True? Yeah, true. And so if a pattern is continuing, it's because it's an unconscious wound, a subconscious wound. It's an unhealed wound that you can't see. It's like a blind spot. It's beneath the chin. It's in the body. It's not in the mind. And the unconscious is around 92 to 95% of what's going on. And so a lot of people beat themselves up because they can't figure it out. Well, we can't, we can only figure out, you know, five to 8%. The rest is unconscious. So we need what's considered bottom up um, experiential therapies to heal these wounds. Top down traditional cognitive talk therapy doesn't heal these unconscious wounds. So, so be aware of that and have some compassion for yourself. If there's a repeating pattern that you on your own, in your mind, can't seem to figure out. It's because your unhealed unconscious wounds are responsible for repelling the very love, intimacy, and connection that you desire. And there are processes, the ones I've developed, the ones I've been taught in, trained in over the last 20 years, and now teach my Alana Pratt Method coaches and give to my clients. They're very experiential, very somatic in nature. They, they deal with what's going on that is not what you can figure out. But as a practitioner, I follow the threads. Please don't ask me to cook, do your taxes, change a tire. There's so many things I can't do. But this is my genius. And I can sense, I hear behind the words. I sense and I can, when you're, you're trembling or you're pushing something away, I'm like that, there. And quite often we think we have to fix it. No, that's actually the ego. The ego likes to fix and accomplish to seek your worth from the outside in. And it's never enough. Instead, we feel and we allow it. And through surrender and allowing, it begins to shift. We could call it blind faith, completely letting go while being facilitated through these processes. And it's like alchemy. And it's magnificent. So healing your relationship with your subconscious, unconscious, is the key to shifting patterns. If you've had a, a pattern of attracting cheaters or abusers, or if you were like me with two divorces and a long-ass custody battle, it's time to learn to forgive ourselves and really find the root of what's been going on. That's why one more self-help book doesn't work. 
and why 10 more affirmations on their own doesn't work or just having a vision board on it on your own doesn't work. What really works is the quantum psychology, all elements of image, thought, emotion, and body sensation, all of them need to be duplicated, matched, acknowledged, felt to have that alchemy from lead into gold. And what you'll you'll experience is that something that has always been triggering you and very, very painful through these processes first becomes allowance, then it becomes wisdom. And then it becomes confidence and strength. And it looks like the ability to speak your truth or the ability to let something go or to take a, a risk when it's it's not just jumping off a cliff blindly. It's like, no, this feels right. You don't need everything to make sense. Your intuition is loud and strong. Your instincts are spot on. Your heart is open and you have your own back and you know what you know, no matter what anybody else says. You finally come home and are able to trust yourself. I don't think there's anything more priceless than being being able to walk through the world, being able to know what you know and trust yourself. Things still might go wrong. People still might reject you. You know, you still might not prefer that they don't text you back, but you don't lose your center anymore. And you learn over time more, more unapologetic, courageous, brave living. That's literally an inspiration to others. And you become a magnet to people that want to work with you or date you. And you're able to meet your match when it comes to love. Someone who's also done the work. Someone who also has become the one to find the one to keep the one on the inside. And that to me is when relationships aren't just that old Jerry Maguire, you complete me thing. Like, oh my God, you complete me. I'm I'm half broken. You're half broken. Like, let's stay together so I can use you and make you the source of my happiness. <laughs> no. That doesn't work. That's my two divorces. No, it really, we become whole. So it's no longer half and half, half equals one. And it's not even one and one equals two. When you're whole and you do this work to have an intimate relationship with yourself, it becomes one and one is infinity. You literally awaken the best in your partner and they awaken the best in you. And there's these dormant qualities that have just been waiting for that special catalyst that special relationship. And it could be professional or personal or romantic. It can, it can be all these different flavors. And I call that a heart mate relationship. And it's where the consciousness is going. It's where humanity is going. It's our birthright. And all we need to do is decide I'm doing the work to come home to me. And as I have wholeness inside, I attract wholeness on the outside. And I experience a relationship that I've never experienced before the heartmate that you've been waiting for, for your life. And so that's a little taste of the work that I do. And I hope you've enjoyed it. And if you'd like to hear more about the work that I do, Lana and I had a great time back on episode 55 and 56, Navigating Relationships, part one and part two. I encourage you to have a listen to those. And I also want to seed, plant, let you know that we're going to be doing an IG live soon and we'd love to be answering your questions live as well. So if you're not already following her on Instagram, please do so. And if you're not already following me on Instagram, Alana Pratt, A-L-L-A-N-A-P-R-A-T-T, please do so so that you'll get the notifications and you can join us live for that IG live coming soon. We'll let you know the, the, uh, the date as soon as we know. So to wrap up, 
Today, we've talked about the only one in common with your relationships is you, not meant to blame you in the slightest, but to empower you that you can change your relationship when you recognize that you are the core, the seed, the soul of your relationship with yourself on the inside that creates your relationship on the outside. We talked about blame, that it doesn't do any good to blame yourself or others and instead use all that energy that you just want to spew in the blame to to keep it inside, to sit in the fire and to do the inner work to heal and integrate your past wounds. And lastly, we talked about that if things haven't been going well and you don't know what's going on, please be kind to yourself because our conscious mind is so small compared to the unconscious mind or the unconscious wounds and programs that are running the show and to get yourself into a coaching practice that have deeper quantum psychology, spiritual technology, somatic and experiential processes so that you can get to the root of it and forgive yourself and celebrate yourself and create the most amazing relationship, intimate relationship with yourself, with your body, with the divine, and with your beloved. You deserve this. All my love. Thank you so much for listening. If you are enjoying what you are hearing, please subscribe and leave a review on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. 